Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's Rico Daily. I'm Ronnie Mola. A lot of ink has been spilled about Elon Musk's recent purchase of Twitter and what it means for the platform. But what sometimes gets lost in the discussion is how this affects Musk's other companies. The world's richest man already is spread pretty thin. He's got SpaceX, Neuralink, The Boring Company, Tesla, and he's got Tesla's investors worried about his ability to stay on task. Following the purchase of Twitter, Tesla's stock value plummeted, and it's been shaky in the weeks since. Just how far did it plummet? It was pretty steep, like $126 billion steep. That familiar voice is Rico Deputy Editor Adam Clark Estes. He spoke to us about what all this means for Tesla and its competitors. I have to point out here that Tesla is basically a meme stock. It's super volatile. The price changes a lot. But last week's drop was a little bit different because it was largely attributed to Elon Musk buying Twitter. And he did that with money that was tied to Tesla stock. So without going too deep into the financial weeds of how that will work and what happens if his Twitter purchase doesn't work out well, it's safe to say that a lot of shareholders are also just worried that Musk is going to be distracted by running his new social media company. And obviously, Tesla is the most prominent developer of electric vehicle technology. But is there something else going on? There is. This is a huge year for EVs for all kinds of reasons. One big reason is that legacy automakers, the ones that have been making internal combustion cars and trucks for decades, are now starting to roll out all electric models. For the last 10 years, if you saw an electric vehicle on the road, it was probably a Tesla. And that is starting to no longer be the case. And non-Tesla EVs will become even more prominent. We know about this in part because it's auto show season right now, and there are lots of new models being announced. This makes me think of Netflix. Tesla had this big running head start, and now everyone else is doing the same exact thing. It's a great analogy. Speaking of legacy car makers, Ford is now producing its F-150 Lightning. The only EV that's an F-150. The fully electric F-150 Lightning. Remember where you were when you heard about it. Uh, You can also buy an electric Mustang SUV now. I know Mustang SUV sounds weird, but I actually saw one on the road the other day and it didn't look too crazy. GM is making an electric Silverado pickup to compete with that F-150. Also recently announced an electric Corvette. And then you've got all the European companies that are going all in on electric. And they've been working on this tech for a while. BMW has its i-series. Currently, that includes a luxury SUV and sedan, both electric. Mercedes, the company that invented the gas-powered car, calls its electric models Mercedes EQ. There are three models hitting the market this year. They're all potential Tesla killers. There's Volvo and its all-electric offsuit Polestar. Do you want me to keep going? No, no, no. So a lot of the car companies we've heard of are going electric. What about the ones we haven't heard of? Well, there are a lot of startups in this space, startups that kind of want to follow the Tesla model of building a new electric vehicle from the ground up. The two that I've paid the most attention to and I think are getting the most buzz are called Rivian and Lucid. I just saw Rivian the other day in the wild. (laughs) 
that that's rare because they've really screwed up their <laughs> early shipments. It was in Portland. Who knows? Lucid, I think, is is the one that's most relevant to this conversation because it's been called Tesla's closest imitator and also the company that's most likely to threaten Tesla's dominance. It's easy to see why once you look at the specs of its latest cars. Introducing Luxury Electric. Introducing Lucid Air. They make a car called the Air, which looks a lot like a more streamlined Tesla Model S. It was Motor Trend's car of the year recently. It's 1,111 horsepower. It can hit 60 miles per hour in just 2.42 seconds. That's like a supercar time. And I think what is actually the most important spec is that it has a range of up to 520 miles on a single charge. That's 120 more than Tesla's longest range model. Oh, wow. That, that's super important. That's like the make or break for so many people, like how far you could get in between charging stations. So tell us about Lucid as a company. Who are they? Where did they start? Well, now the Tesla killer message is going to come through a little bit more clear because the chief executive and chief technology officer is a guy named Peter Rawlinson. He actually started at Tesla and he engineered the Model S. He was in charge of that team and left Tesla back in 2012, eventually joined the company that would become Lucid. And in doing so, he actually alluded to disliking working under Elon Musk and said that that was part of why he left. Okay, so this guy used to work at Tesla. Now he starts his own electric vehicle company. I haven't seen any Lucids on the road. Have they started producing them yet? They started producing them, but it's very, very unlikely that you've seen one on the road unless you have bumped into an auto journalist. They were in the R&D phase for a long time. And then what helped lift them out of that, arguably, was an investment from the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund. So the deal is problematic because it happened just before the murder and dismemberment of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi. And it's even more problematic because Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, the one that gave Lucid a billion dollars in 2018, is actually overseen by Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, who is tied to that murder. So the Lucid deal with the Saudi government went through just before the murder, and it was actually one of the last big financial deals between the Saudis and the US. But Lucid has maintained that relationship and actually made a deal just last week to sell the kingdom 100,000 cars. It's also moving forward with building a factory there as part of that deal. What about that other company you mentioned, the one I saw, Rivian? Are they going to be a big competitor? Rivian is almost like a compliment to Lucid is the way that I think about it. They're really trying to make themselves stand out. And they also have uh, a big investor with a lot of money, Amazon. Rivian makes this electric truck. Uh, they're going to soon start shipping an electric SUV. And both of them are being marketed towards outdoorsy people, people that want to go camping and want to take their electric vehicle along while they do it. To prove to people that they don't have to give up their adventure side or their outdoor side to have an electric vehicle. The company just announced something called sand mode, so you can drive your Rivian in the sand. Some other features, there's a, a dash cam features for you know getting some sick videos when you're going on a four-wheeling adventure. Is this a GoPro for your truck? Yeah, more or less. There's also a security system to make sure no one steals your outdoor gear. When you're in the middle of the woods on a mountain in the sand. Exactly. There's even an option to buy an electric camp stove that you actually pull out from underneath the truck bed so that you can cook your pancakes while you're camping. Sick. I like it. <laughs> it, it all sounds cool. And I've talked to 
automotive journalists that have driven Rivians and, and driven Lucids. And it sounds great, but they're all suffering from delays. It's really hard to get one. You might see a Rivian on the road like you did. That's kind of like seeing a unicorn in the wild because there just aren't that many out there. But I think that there's widespread belief that all that's going to start changing now that the Fords and GMs of the world are getting in on it. Right. The, the, the big guys have gotten into this. How serious are they? Extremely serious. GM and Ford have both said that they're going to go all electric by 2035. BMW says that half of its sales will be electric vehicles by 2030. And Mercedes and Volvo have actually promised to go all electric by 2030. Okay, so so back to Elon Musk. Do we know how involved he's going to be in the day-to-day of running electric vehicles at Tesla? Or will his new role as head of Twitter actually affect how he's going to run that company? Nobody is ever really sure what Elon Musk is going to do from one day to the next. He is known as a micromanager. There's maybe some evidence in that, in the fact that the guy that engineered the Tesla Model S is now running the company that is going to be a big Tesla competitor. Insiders have said that his micromanaging wastes time and money. We'll really just have to see. I think that the undeniable thing there is that for about 10 years, Tesla was the only EV company, and now they're all EV companies. Thank you so much for joining me, Adam. Thanks, Ronnie. Today's episode was produced and engineered by John Ahrens. I'm Ronnie Mola. Thanks for listening.